0: Oh. Um. The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The Big
1: Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Christian Cox momentarily. But you know the the challenge of having a weekly guest lately is Ben Gordon.
2: That they never play.
1: Well, with with zero for two on games played, it's pretty difficult to ask him uh, over and over again. Hey, Christian, who do you think's going to start at quarterback? <laughs> what do you think yeah, of that? Uh, really. What do you think of that young defense, Christian? How do you think it's going to perform this week?
2: What has changed exactly since the last time we talked with him? <laughs> there's all kinds of things. There's lots to talk about. No, No, there's stuff to talk about. It's just not with the
1: Utes, right? I mean, kind of not
2: with the. Well, well, we just don't know. There's no more evidence for us to 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 really take apart.
1: So we've got to book the guests. We've got to dig a little deeper. No, I'll I'll talk to I'll talk to Christian all day, man. He's always an interesting guest. I was just thinking, like, okay, uh, before the show, I was like, what do we really need to get to with Christian? Who's going to start a? Okay, we asked him that. Uh, Let's see. How are they going to replace so much talent on? D- okay, we got to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so exactly we we'll it's, 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 its fine. We'll dig a little deeper. It's fine. I just think it's funny. He sent me to voice mail to us. You're safe. It's—it's it's one of those byproducts of this weird situation we've been talking about the same questions with the Utes since June.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I finally—I think it's going to happen this time. I think we're I think so too. going to see him on the field, and I don't know which players are going to be ready to go. Uh, didn't Kyle Whittingham say that uh, the uh, the virus had pretty well cleared out?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I can't it's remember him. his exact verbiage, but he was saying they're they're looking much better uh, than they were this time last uh, last week. And John Wilner reported today, according to his sources, Utah is good to go for the moment. So good. we'll see. Of course, it's uh, John himself said on the station with Hans and Scotty last week. I mean, it comes down to that Friday, uh, you know, batch of tests and results as they're waiting to get on the airplane. You know.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they'll play, and 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 I'm curious to see, especially against this particular team, because uh, SC was supposed to be good, and at times they've looked good, at other times they haven't looked so good. So uh, how will the how will the uh, Utes match up against uh, this team that has two games uh, under its belt at this point, And it looks like it's ready to, to do uh, better than it's done in the past. So can the Utes interrupt that whole thing? If the Utes beat USC, um, I think there will be some real questions about what's going on down there. Because they've gotten by by the skin of their teeth in these first two games. And they really should have lost at least one of them and possibly both.
1: See, it's interesting you're swaying that way because I'm swaying the other way. I'm not real confident that the Utes are going to win this game.
2: Well, I don't know whether they're going to win or not. I said if they do. Uh, And, yeah, how do I I know? I mean, we're we're all guessing at this point.
3: Okay, Christian forgot about us? Well, usually we have them on Wednesdays. Yeah, usually. But with the do. draft, we adjusted and moved him to today, and I just think he's forgotten for the moment. Oh, but. that's okay. Well, maybe if we, if we threw like, a curveball at him, he,
2: yeah, he didn't want to talk to us either.
3: Because probably uh, heard the he intro didn't... you guys gave him. <laughs> the hell are we having this guy on for? <laughs> <laughs> What wrong turn did we take in life to have to talk to Christian again?
1: Well, let's let's bring up the big news of the day, and if if we get a chance to hear from Christian, we'll uh, uh, we'll gladly take it. But we did, you know, throw a curveball his way. A different day, I know it's difficult, but uh, we we understand, and we certainly love Christian. Uh, let's talk about uh, the the big Pac-12 news today, Gordon, because the Pac-12 kind of uh, approved uh, its teams to look for non-conference oppo- opponents subject uh, to certain parameters, and we'll get to those in a moment. Here was uh, Larry Scott's comment, quote, The Pac-12 is committed to maintaining maximum flexibility to provide our football student-athletes with an opportunity to compete while, uh, while continuing to ensure that health and safety remains our number one priority, unquote. I feel like we should have, like uh, like, circus music or something in the background when we're doing Larry Scott quotes, but maybe... Uh, We'll do that next time, maybe. Uh, But here are the the parameters, Gordon, to schedule a non-conference opponent. All Pac-12 testing and related protocols must be adhered to by the non-conference opponent. The non-conference, number one, Uh, number two, the non-conference game will in all cases be a home game for the Pac-12 team (laughs) broadcast uh, by a Pac-12 television partner. And Mm -hmm. number three. If a Pac-12 opponent becomes available by the end of the day, Thursday in any given week, the conference game must be played in lieu of any non-conference game.
2: That's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You don't schedule a game and then bail on it like that, short of having half your team sick. Uh, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How, How is any team supposed to sign up for that?
1: Um, they're not. And that's I mean, I find a lot of things that the, the Larry Scott does irritating, but why why even why even do this in the first place? Like, yeah. like if 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 you're gonna say, okay, we'll schedule non conference games and then provide criteria that can't be met, then why are you doing it in the first place? That, yeah. that makes zero sense to me. Que-
2: that's a great question. It almost makes you think he's doing it just to Hey game guys, favor. I tried.
1: I tried. Yeah.
2: God. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What, <laughs> BYU and Utah decide, okay, well, let's play a game, and they, they plan for it, and then at the last second, some other Pac-12 team becomes available? And so you're going to cancel that game? That, that, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Man, I would love, because that utah Arizona State game might be in some jeopardy next week, and how cool would it be if they could slide in a BYU-Utah matchup? That'd be good for yeah. everybody. Think about how good that would be for our community. Yeah. Where we could, we could get excited about a little taste of normalcy in a rivalry game. And this is BYU's best team in a while. they uh, In a long time, actually. They haven't beaten Utah in however many years. I mean, the, the, the storylines would be compelling. It'd be a great national TV product. It'd be great for the fans. It'd be great for the players. I mean, this, there'd be wins across the board. But let's go ahead and, and lay out parameters that could never be met.
2: Yeah. That is, is that, so dumb. The, it is. I mean that 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 tells me <laughs> that's further indication to me that the PAC 12 is being led by by people who are, are don't think things through. I mean that, that, who's going to agree to that? No. Yeah, no look ones. at us. Yeah, go ahead and play, but, but, but you might not be able to in addition to the whole COVID thing if a team becomes available then hey, you over there you're out. Well, well and, that, I mean, that's just asking too much. Come
1: on. And I don't bring the the testing thing up to argue uh, with you about it. That's uh, that's not the point because none of these standards can really be met by anybody. But it, it, with the testing standards alone, you're eliminating, in a sense, BYU and the Mountain West Conference. So who, what non-conference games would they be scheduling?
2: Well, couldn't they uh, if if a team like BYU? up their testing to fit the same criteria that the Pac-12 is doing then wouldn't that be permissible
1: w- within the same week
2: well maybe
1: <laughs> I mean, like hey there's a chance we're going to play them on Saturday I know it's Monday but let's go ahead and up our uh, standards now I don't know. I, I'm not. And I don't know whole how doable thing, and then that is. But the whole is. thing might,
2: might be flushed down the toilet anyway because some other team becomes available. Right, uh, but but
1: no. follow my logic here for a second. Let me finish this because if you can't schedule BYU or any Mountain West teams, then why'd you do this? Yeah. You know, what you think a Big Ten team is going to get on a plane and and uh, head on out to a Pac-12 school for nothing?
2: Or go to all the trouble to, to, to schedule something like that and to make arrangements for that. And then at the last second, they can pull the rug out from under you?
1: Yeah, it's never going to happen. So why, did they, why on earth did they do this in the first place?
2: All it does is make the leadership of that conference look like fools.
1: Not being leaders. And that's been my problem with this throughout this whole thing is the PEC 12 They just have shown no leadership whatsoever. Nothing. It's like they don't even care
2: uh, or care about the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the motivation is. Because uh, where is this coming from?
1: Do they have grumpy schools, you know, is uh, that they can't schedule non-conference games and this is Larry Scott's way of shutting them up?
2: Could be. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but it, it, just to present this kind of information is it, its disingenuous. Because no one's going to agree to that,
1: nor should they. Yeah, nor should they. Imagine uh, BYU going, okay, all right, well, we can fill a gap. We'll schedule a game with Utah, and Thursday rolls around, and Utah goes, oh, sorry, uh, we can possibly schedule a game with Cal. Have a good day. Yes. What a yeah. what a, what a uh, garbage! Why'd they even do it in the first place? That's what I. I sorry, I don't mean no. to keep repeating myself, but that's what that's what everything comes back to, to here. Like, what 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 purpose is this serving?
2: Uh, go ahead and give me an answer. I'll wait. <laughs>
1: I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I saw an interesting write-up today uh, in Barrett Sports Media. And uh, uh, let's see here. Oh, he's quoting a, a Sportico uh, piece. Said three Sportico writers spoke with sources inside the Pac-12 conference who revealed that the league office loses around $5 million in revenue for each game it cancels. So the five Pac twelve games have already been cancelled over the conference's first three weeks of play. Representatives for the Pac twelve and its primary media partner, ESPN and Fox, did not comment on the story. But you know, you can do the math if they're losing five million dollars a game. So why isn't there motivation to make this work?
2: You would think there would be. I, I can't for five a, million not bucks. Not to mention not to mention for the welfare you care about your student athletes and they want to play your coaches want to coach the the players so they can play and uh, you give them an opportunity and then say accept and then by the time you're done reading the fine print you're like this is never going to happen right
1: (laughs) yeah it makes no sense Uh, it's like here I've got a problem and the solution is punching myself in the face I mean it just doesn't (laughs) it doesn't you know you're losing five million bucks a game you better think hey we we can think outside the box here. It doesn't even take that much thinking outside the box. It takes just motivation to do it. I don't get it. Yes. I don't. I don't get it. Not a yeah, un- bit.
2: Unless they never wanted to do it in the first place, and they're just throwing something out there and saying, "Hey, look, we'll allow you to do this, and we'll give every advantage to our conference and to you." And so this is a, a this is a, a an accomplishment on our part. We're looking out for you. Are you? Yeah, are you? No, you're you're looking out for you is what you're doing.
1: You put that you put that so well, I couldn't have put it better myself. Are you? Are you? Cuz I don't think you are.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a question you would ask.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. Um so I don't I don't know why they did this today. I guess politically or or something. I mean if, if you're not willing to do it, don't do it. If you're going to if you're willing to do it, then figure out a way to make it work.
2: I mean, yeah, essentially it's, what they're saying here is, yeah, we're willing to do it. No, we're not.
1: Yeah, we're willing to do it, but we're going to make it impossible to do. That yeah. means that <laughs> that you're not willing to do it. That means yes. that you just want to signal to everybody like, hey, we're trying. Yes. So when so when Utah, you know, when Mark Harlan calls up uh, Larry Scott and says, Larry, we want to play. We want to play a game. We want to save the money. We're laying folks off up here. We're doing furloughs. We got we got to save this cash. And if we can do it, i I think uh, I think we ought to do it. Well, I told you you could do it, Mark. But uh, <laughs> you know, there's uh, you just got to meet three impossible
2: criteria. Have a nice day. You didn't find a stooge to that would fall for this crap. It's That's your just, fault, right? It just
1: it, it's just so irritating. Because doesn't it feel like you're being manipulated?
2: Yes. Or, or at least exactly they're attempting.
1: Like. Oh, sorry, Gordon, I stepped on you. Yeah,
2: yeah, it feels like everyone's being manipulated.
1: Feels like life a little bit right now. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's disappointing. That's disappointing that they can't be a little more reasonable and pliable to make uh, make some of these games happen uh, if there's an opportunity to play them.
1: Yeah, anyway, I wish. I wish the topic today was, okay, how, how does BYU adjust their behavior to make this happen? Or how does Utah open up their arms and say, BYU, let's make this game? You know, or or at least uh, something productive. I mean, it's like, hey, here's some good news, but it's not really good news because it can't happen. But, hey, good news.
2: <laughs> exactly. I don't know what else to say about this. It, it seems, okay, what is the motivation for Do you think this is... Political from uh, the standpoint of the conference leadership to try and gain favor of its own members? I guess. Look, we're looking out for you. We don't care about anybody else. Uh, you know, if you if you can play and you don't have an opponent, then, yeah, go out and find one. But we're going to swap them out at the last second if uh, if one of our other teams becomes available. And screw the other guys. Does that sound like a win-win to you? It it sounds
1: to me like they want to appear as if they're doing something bold and like, here, we're going to do this. We're, we're being proactive, not reactive, but not having the guts to actually do it.
3: It's kind of like when you find out your celebrity crush is single again. Technically, <laughs> they're available, but so is it really possible? <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, man. You're right, Austin. Awesome. You know, it, it'd be like uh, it, it'd be like Gordon. It'd, it'd be like you going. You know what? I'm gonna go skydiving. I'm gonna do something bold. But here's the thing: it has to be a Tuesday. It has to be uh, a, in March. Indoors. There's, there has to be a blue moon. <laughs> uh, the Second Coming will have had to happen. Uh, no gravity. The gravity will have had to cease to exist. But, but if all those criteria are met, yeah, let's do it. Let's do something Look low. at Let's how brave go. I am. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Ah. The bravery of champions. You ever just feel like you're descending slowly into madness? I, I'm actually so <laughs> happy that you agree with me on this topic, Gordon, because I do feel like I'm taking crazy pills sometimes.
2: I mean, yeah, and I've felt that way a lot recently. Not about you. I'd agree
1: with you, Gordon, things. but then we'd both be right. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you. on like, things like this, things like this. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it.
2: It's, a, it's You think that, look, I, I mean, I know you and I aren't the smartest guys on the planet, and, and we're, we're not trying to profess that we are. But sometimes you look around and you think, where's the logic in that? <laughs> yes. we're, I mean, because I generally think people on the whole are smart. Uh, th- that's my attitude. I think uh, I'm, you know, most people, I think, are pretty darn smart. But when I see this kind of thing, I think... What the hell's wrong with you people? (laughs) What I mean, did you really think this through? The answer is no. Or even
3: more. And if you did, then you're disingenuous. Bingo, I'm glad I'm glad you
1: said that too. That's what I was going to add. You're either not that smart or what worse, you think you're smarter than everybody else, and that uh, you have all the answers and you're gonna manipulate everybody because
2: And you're gonna make me think you're more highly of you because you're so brilliant. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's ridiculous. The Pac-12 is kind of a joke sometimes. Most times. Seems like it.
3: Hey, uh, the the powerball's up to 87 trillion dollars, but we don't have it in Utah.
1: Uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Schumann, our friend on Twitter, says nothing Larry Scott does or has ever done makes any sense. Uh, ineptitude at its finest makes Craig Thompson look competent. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> hey, the the, the the he had good hair. Craig has. I
2: like I like Craig. I mean, he, he's a fun guy to talk to, uh, but wasn't the most popular commissioner in the world. But like he said, Larry Scott is making him look like you know uh, it, Einstein.
1: To defend uh, Craig Thompson here, having the Mountain Network, having your own network was way ahead of his time. He, he was just running the wrong conference. <laughs> they just shouldn't have been the first to do
2: it. Well, the, the payoff was rather meager.
1: No, oh, it was zero, basically. But if, if he were the commissioner of the SEC, he, we'd look at him as a visionary. He, in a sense, paved the way for all these conference networks. It just He wasn't running the right conference.
2: Plus, think about what that conference has been through, and yet they're still hanging in there.
1: Oh, they're still thriving. Yeah. Well, I, I think
2: Beyond they're... just this year and all the difficulties of this year. But when you lose Utah, BYU, TCU, and you find a way to piece that thing together and hold on to it and continue to play not decent football, really. They and do. decent
1: basketball. They're still yeah. a good basketball yes. league, absolutely. No, I'm so with you. I,
2: maybe, maybe, maybe Craig... Uh, It's the last laugh in some respects because he is competent and has done a good job in many respects.
1: All right. We'll have uh, more coming up next. It is the big show. Uh, If you see Christian Cox out there, tell him hello. Tell him we're thinking about him.
2: If you see Larry Scott, uh, have him come on the show and we want to.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say like assault him or something.
2: No, no. If you you see Larry Scott, try to hit him with your car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I. Do you think that Larry? Do you think that Larry Scott's the the deep well of goodwill that he developed here in Utah by including the Utes into the conference has that dried up completely? <laughs>
1: I don't know. He did the Utes a big favor. He, he changed the the trajectory of not only the football program, a basketball program, but the whole university. I mean, their, their law school is viewed differently because they're associated with other schools. So, you know, Utah, Ute fans, whatever. You should be eternally grateful to a certain extent to Larry Scott. But that doesn't ex- excuse you know gross uh, incompetence or or I don't know, like
2: mismanagement. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, the Pac-12. When I think of the Pac-12, I think of the Pac-10, the Pac-8. I think of one of the one of the uh, the iconic conferences in the country, and now they're barely above the Group of Five yeah. in some respects. I know that that's that's an exaggeration, but the way they are run.
1: Well, it does it, it's not all his fault though. I mean, I, I I love piling on Larry as much as the next guy, but if if USC could pull their uh, heads out of their rear ends, that that certainly would be helpful to the conference. You know, you, your flagship can't get out of its own way. I mean, that's not helpful. And there's some other universities that the uh, have been mismanaged too, but that's the that's the big one, right?
2: Well, That might be true, that might be true for a lot of conferences. We have some members who just don't hold up their end of the deal uh, but they do take a good butt kick in every once in a while which helps your better teams.
1: well but, I mean I uh, don't see I don't see like the University of Alabama the the flagship for um, uh, you know for the SEC uh, repeatedly making mistake after mistake or at least they haven't uh, they haven't lately and having all this turmoil in their athletic department and
2: uh, all you know
1: the the scandal the admission scandal what a
2: mess. Well, if there are mistakes being made, they're covered up a lot better than what's going on in the Pac-12.
1: Okay, we'll have more coming up next. day too. Not Sports Part of 450. Jay Drew at 5, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It's
1: a Big Show. 97.5 975 and 1280 of the zone Gordon monson Jake Scott you know today's today's show has just been a roller coaster I feel like it's been fun but I feel like it's been I don't know more on edge I like it I feel good how you doing Gordon?
2: anybody out there who uh, you know might be feeling like uh, someone's getting picked on or we're being too uh rugged with one another uh we're, we're joking
3: well, you are. I mean it. <laughs> so you really don't think DJ's inferior no, to PK? We don't need to revisit this. Whole,
2: Here we go again. We I just want to, to tell a, the truth. We don't need a to go back. to I have great respect for both.
1: Gordon's Gordon playing the wedge. No one has better respect for them than me in the re- the relationship <laughs> with the morning show. Uh, but we, let's let's not go back into that, shall we? Let's Let, let's let's, uh, let's warm the clown music back up again. I think. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the college football playoff uh, the the organization and uh, our buddy uh, dir- executive director of college football playoff Bill Hancock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: let's see here. Uh, this came out yesterday, Re- reading from a uh, Fox uh, sports article here um, The dates of the college football playoff games and selection of the semifinal participants will remain unchanged, Gordon, after the CFP Management Committee discussed possibly pushing back the event. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock said yesterday there was no support among conference commissioners who manage the playoff uh, to lengthen the regular season by pushing back the date of the national semifinals and championship. Quote... After a robust discussion, the management committee decided the games will remain on the scheduled dates unquote. Hancock told the AP the selection committee will set the pairings for the semifinal on December 20th, the day after most major college conferences are scheduled to play their championship games.
2: Uh, so what? They just don't want to they don't want the headache of dealing with it beyond that or what?
1: Well, hold on. Let me let, let's get some okay. more quotes from Hancock mm-hmm. here because let's let's do that. He said, "quote We reserve the right to discuss this again if circumstances change," but then added uh, at the end of this piece, "quote Flexibility is out, friend." Unquote. Uh, let's see. Hancock said, "If uh, a team chosen to participate in the semifinals cannot play in the scheduled day because of COVID nineteen related problems, the team will not be replaced."
3: This is so stupid. Uh, Brought I get, to you by Dr. Pepper. I get it that... that <laughs> drink that, Dr. Pepper and drink nothing else but Dr. Pepper. I get it that Billy it
1: represents uh, whoever it is uh, on this uh, committee that he s- certainly throws under the bus here. But I, I don't understand this. You're telling me that the conference commissioners who are making this decision supposedly uh, don't want to fit in more games to make more of their revenue back?
2: What? I- <laughs> it, it unless it's just too much of a headache for them i i don't know okay uh, yeah,
1: all right let's focus on that for a
3: second explain to me the headache
2: i don't know just having to deal with uh, moving stuff around I, I i have no idea
3: they don't want to jake <laughs> and you can't make them why because so let me get this straight
1: <laughs> ucla can play cal on 48 hours' notice, and they can get that game done. But with months' notice, they can't move the Rose Bowl back a couple of weeks? What? Which is the same building that they were going to play That's in. That's a great it? point. That's a great point. They can't. They can't bump that back. Uh, I'm sorry. Is there a conflicting event at the Rose Bowl that uh, Gavin Newsom is letting happen that yeah, I missed?
3: The roses might die before the parade, Jake. What? You, you well, gotta
2: schedule these things. You are dealing with the Tournament of Roses committee <laughs> and all those people, and that's a whole nother.
1: Well, uh, deal with it. Parade people. I, I know they're obsessed with their own self-importance, but you know what? Trying times.
3: <laughs>
1: this makes no sense to me.
3: And if you get COVID that other team just goes straight to the title game
2: that that blows my mind why wouldn't you have a team on the ready to fill in yeah that seems that does seem really strange doesn't it
3: that, just from a business standpoint
2: you're just yeah. not going to play a, a semifinal game on tv what do they think another team is going to send in uh, infected people to try and get the other team knocked off what i mean you know what that, that makes no sense at all to me I, it, it, will someone please explain that
1: I, I, Flexibility I don't is out, friend. Flexibility is out, friend. You know, it, it, there's so many frustrating things with this, but do you know what college sports and specifically college football's biggest problem is, Gordon? Seriously. There are too many voices. There are too many cooks in the kitchen. And a lot of them have no capability of making a solid decision, so they just hide. See Larry Scott. But, I mean, there's just, you know, there's Bill Hancock, who's throwing all these mysterious committee members under the bus. I mean, like, why are, why are there so many voices in, in professional sports? And this is I, I realize that they're very different. But we've got a commissioner who uh-huh. will make these difficult decisions one way or another. But at least they're proceeding. In in college football, you've got uh, this athletic director and this commissioner and this uh, bozo named Bill Hancock. And then on top of it, let's throw in the NCAA, which is loosely associated with it. And all these academics or uh, presidents or chancellors or whatever we want to call them these days who have to be the official vote for some reason. I mean, it's just it's in part it's it's impossible to herd all these cats. And in this particular circumstance, it's making it just uh, ridiculous ridiculous
2: well it's it's like uh, a, a monarchy uh it's uh, it it's really good to have a, a king or a queen when you've got a good one but when you have a bad one then you're the pac-12
1: or you're the college football playoff because they've got a bad yeah.
2: one too or whoever these people well they, but they don't have the one they're bad they, they don't have one it's like you said originally they have a bunch of voices and no, nobody to, to really take control of the situation. And so what happens? It doesn't get taken care of. No. Or
1: it gets taken care of in the most clunky way possible.
2: By not doing anything. Right.
1: <laughs> just, I just don't see the downside of, of being willing to bump it back. What difference yeah. does it make? It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. Especially, and, and you can, sorry, Gordon. You can bring up the ratings, you know, and say, "Oh, we're going to be competing with NFL playoffs." Well, what are you going to get more benefit from having a lowly rated game that goes up against a playoff game, or not doing it? Period.
2: Right. Especially with in these trying times, yeah. where things everything has to be a little different than it would be normally.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, right, right, Gordon. I mean, the one thing that we've really agreed on through all of this and all of our discussions is that if you're going to do it, you've got to give yourself room to do it appropriately. You have to give yourself flexibility. You have to you have to
3: do it differently than it's done normally. The, the NFL is talking about a March Super Bowl for this very reason. Right. We had an NBA draft in November.
1: Uh,
2: well I mean come on it, it, yeah what if in what the case, if the
1: NBA's like I'm sorry there's no draft this year we only do it in June
2: but what's the difference they have strong commissioners who make good decisions
1: yeah and and on a on a more micro level I you know I think the SEC and Greg Sankey I think they have a strong commissioner put him in charge
2: hmm Yep. Well, it doesn't look like they're going to move. Um, you know, maybe they floated this out there, and if they get too much blowback, maybe they'll change their mind because they did leave that as a possibility. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Just
1: to love they, that. They, no. We're not. We're not being flexible. We're not pushing it back. Why? Because we don't want to.
2: But this gets back to the same thing we were talking about before. You know, you think that logic can come into play. And you think that these are smart people who will apply that logic, but no, I don't get it. I don't have an explanation for it. I don't, I don't understand it. I wish I, I wish I could come to a conclusion that made sense in our minds.
1: Which is the more ridiculous situation? This uh, basically saying no flexibility and we're not going to tell you why or Larry Scott saying, yes, we'll do non-conference games, but not really.
2: They're about uh, on the same level. (laughs) They're about there? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you bring me (laughs) some unicorn
3: blood, you can have a non-conference game. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I want one vial full of unicorn blood. And then
3: we'll move the CFP championship game.
1: You show up with a rock from Mars. (laughs)
3: That sings Beatles songs.
2: Really? I mean, it's like one of those old movies where something impossible is asked of someone. Yeah, you can have it, but...
3: You can play an conference game. If you want it game. bad enough, you'll make it happen. <laughs> you
1: can uh, have an on-conference game. Oh, yeah, well, there's a couple conditions. You know, testing. Yeah, okay, bring, all, right, yeah, all right.
2: bring me Deuce's head.
1: We're going to need you to raise Jimi Hendrix from the dead. And when he's playing the Star Spangled Banner before the game, we'll then allow it to happen. Make sure he gets tested first, though. <laughs> Oh, what a, what a time. i tell you mm-hmm. what. College football, something else. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. <laughs> it's the big show, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Great song. Zeppelin was a good choice today, if I do say so myself.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, these are like comfortable, familiar songs. So Gordon good.
3: likes a band choice that I know. made. I, I feel so good. Why? Wow.
2: Uh, I've Gordon. only I've only said one thing once, or maybe twice, but mm. not, you know. We do time taste. to play the
3: nine-minute montage. Um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, I do like that song, and... Uh, I do like Led Zeppelin. But, all right, let's get to the Not Sports Report, brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 vehicles and inventory shop online. LHMusedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today?
2: All right, I've got two things today. Uh, the first one is, today is World Toilet Day.
1: Why is that a thing?
2: I have no idea, but it is. And uh, so... Uh, do you have a, do you have, (laughs) what's your relationship like with your toilet?
1: Normal. I have a very normal relationship with my toilet. And if you don't, I'm very concerned.
2: (laughs) Uh, some toilets are more likable than others. Haven't you noticed that? You know?
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, I I don't enjoy the honey bucket much, but. (laughs)
2: what's your what's your preferred toilet in your house right now do you have one that you the closest use? one yeah no not really
1: <laughs> i i mean i have a bathroom i use more but that has more to do with the shower than it does the the commode
2: and are you particular about who uses your bathroom no i know people who are very particular about that they don't let anybody get in their bathroom You can use one of the other bathrooms in the house, but not there. Is that
1: somebody who's never had a roommate? (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, I think you got to get used to that pretty quick when you have roommates.
3: I tell you, after that summer that the arena was uh, under renovation, (laughs) it doesn't matter what the toilet looks like, where it is, how it looks. It's my favorite toilet. Except for the one you you got locked in. Well, (laughs) I was still grateful to rather have a toilet than not. But still, I was locked in there, yeah.
1: And yeah. my best part, my favorite part about that is security locked you in there while you were yelling, hey, I'm in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Don't a miracle that in. you
2: got out. Did Give you have, phone, seconds, yeah, Did you have your phone with you? I forget. Yeah, I called Jake. Yeah,
1: he called me. Uh, it was like, I, you'll never believe where I am. And I went down there like a moron. This is This is where I was dumb. I go down there like a moron, like, yeah, I'll let Austin out. And I get down there with like no key in hand. You know, and go. Oh, hey, Austin. Well, yep, you're locked in there. <laughs> I <I've> confirmed it. <laughs> now let me actually go get somebody that can get you out of there.
3: And was there this was no AC it?
2: either. It was a, was, it was, this, a rough... was, this, was this during a show?
3: It was during, It was before a show. It was in the middle of the oh, day. Yeah.
2: All right, that's right. Okay. Well, I mean, i i got a I got a new toilet about um, five six years ago, and boy, I will um, tell you, I, I do like that toilet. It, it it it's it 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 just is right. What makes it so special? If I dare because ask some you. toilets are too small, some toilets are too too low to the ground. <laughs> so, you know, you need, a, um, you need a you need a you need an ample toilet. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's what, And I, I didn't know what I was missing because he was the one that suggested it. He said, "You know, this toilet. You need a better toilet." And I said, "Really." he said, here, uh, just trust me on this. So I, he, he brought another toilet in, and, 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 and bless his heart, it has been a major advancement. Did he, like,
3: have you sit on it with him there to say, no, you want to sit this way to get the most out of this?
2: I'm uncomfortable with
3: this entire conversation.
1: Brother. Well, like, the toilet's the very route?
2: comfortable, I'm telling you right now. All right, and the other item yeah. is that uh, Matthew McConaughey says he'd uh, consider running for governor in Texas. You know, a longtime Texas native, seems to care about what goes on in his home state. And now, what do you you make of that? You know, Ronald Reagan was an actor who...
1: Yeah, I don't think Matthew McConaughey is running for anything anytime soon.
2: He's making too much money?
1: I don't think he wants the job.
2: Well, he said this on a radio show somewhere.
1: I thought he said he wouldn't.
2: Run. It says here, Academy Award winner and Texas native Matthew McConaughey says he wouldn't be opposed to a run for governor of the Lone Star State.
1: I would be. Uh, I would probably have a tough time voting for an actor as a politician. Doesn't it seem like you couldn't trust a word that they say? Because it's like, because wait a minute, acting? you're an actor. <laughs>
2: That's a really good point. I hadn't really thought of that.
1: You you seem kind of sincere, but then again. You're an
2: actor. And then I have one more thing. And this is kind of a serious thing that means a little something to me. But uh, but my dad passed away on this day, 19 years ago, on this very day. So uh, if you're lucky enough to have your mom or dad with you still, give them a call. Tell them how much you love them because when they're not around anymore, you're going to miss them, and you're going to miss them in a big way. 19 years for me, guys, and that's a lot of time to go by, but I, I still miss him. Now, my dad was such a smart man and a good man in so many ways. A little tough on me at times when I was a kid. Now I probably deserved everything. But uh, yeah, he's been gone 19 years, and I miss him. Yeah, I miss him a lot. I'd, I'd like to have the opportunity to talk with them again. So if you have, I think uh, I think of you guys, and you have your dad with you still, man, appreciate it because you know there's you never know. So anyway, miss you, dad.
1: All right, we'll have uh, Jay Drew coming up next, and here, uh, here uh, to all the dads out there. It's tough to tough to 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 lose family. There's no doubt about it. So 19 years, uh, Gordo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you think about him all the time. I do. Jay Drew joins the show next, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. <laughs> in the Zone Sports Network.